Welcome to our podcast in Mindsight, where we discuss thought-provoking ideas and intriguing concepts. As always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Elias. I'm Yasin, and let's dive right into this week's topic, which is going to be emotional intelligence. What do you think, Elias? Man, shit. First fun. of all, nice to be back <laughs> on the show. Um, emotional intelligence. Yeah, one, one of those things. I don't know. I, I don't know the exact definition. I'm sure you'll enlighten us with it. But I feel like I'm struggling a bit with it. <laughs> Same, man. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. But let's start with the sort of very textbook definitions and kind of a little history of emotional intelligence and how it kind of became known man, first of all, as a concept. First of all, let, let me try to define how I, how sure. I think about emotional intelligence. That then we see how my, how how fucked up and how wrong I am, man. Um, <laughs> okay, I mean emotional intelligence uh, suggests probably that it's not cognitive intelligence, um, right? Like um, not not how well you can think about uh, different patterns and how quickly you can calculate stuff. I guess it's more about human relations. Um, yeah, um, that's probably all I can say. How well, how well you can interact with others, how well you can feel with them, like empathy and stuff. That's at least how I would define it. Then. Um, I might struggle a bit with that in my personal life. That's why, why I said that. <laughs> I'm too logical, maybe. <laughs> right. No, that was a, a very good attempt. Uh, you've been even very close. So let's oh, nice, nice. dive into the kind of history of stuff. So there was a famous psychology guy uh, called David Wexler, who was kind of one of the leading figures in intelligence measurement. And, you know, if we go with the kind of more or less agreed upon definition of intelligent behavior, um, we could say that for an individual to be considered of high intelligence means to act purposefully, to think rationally, and to deal effectively with the environment around him. And what Wexler said is that intelligent behavior actually extends beyond that, beyond those kind of abilities that maybe in the past have only been measured by IQ tests, such as kind of those cognitive things or mm -hmm. um, how fast they can calculate certain things, you know, stuff like that. And he says that... Knowing pi to 200 digits, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We have a certain backstory there. Yeah, nostalgia, <laughs> man. Nostalgia. <laughs> uh, yeah. Riding the first, I don't know, 50 digits of pi on the blackboard. Yeah, man. Nah, yeah, let's, like let's, fill, let's fill the viewers in. We, we've crossed the line already. <laughs> now, they're, now they're invested. <laughs> yeah, man. So back in the high school days, Yasin and I, we had a little competition going on. Who who would learn more digits of pi by heart? <laughs> as you can see, we're quite nerdy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, as you can guess, we have yeah. we had many friends yeah, who were yeah. extremely oh, popular. Actually, it was it was quite alright, <laughs> I suppose. But yeah, it was. It yeah, was. Our, our some of our breaks would have would, would be spent by writing out pi on the blackboard. <laughs> right, each on right. opposite sides, man. That's what you call cognitive intelligence, if you can remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but it's not man. much different from remembering, like, a, um, yeah, a mu musical piece, a musical composition, right? Yeah, absolutely. I remember we kind of exper experimented with different ways of remembering stuff. Do you remember, like, yeah, yeah, different uh, the mind palace and, and mind palace. Yeah, exactly. It was quite it was, interesting. Yeah, it was a nice experience. But um, so much for emotional intelligence, which we didn't show <laughs> back then, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, not not too much yeah. of that. True. Yeah. All right. Um, where was I? So, okay. So to so recap, um, we can extend our uh, we can extend the concept of intelligence into um, other other areas, right? That that's what David Wexler said. Exactly. Exactly. And what Wexler said is that. Again, and what was kind of the agreed upon definition, uh, which by the way, it still is today, is that intelligent behavior means kind of acting purposefully and dealing effective, effectively with the environment. And of course, social skills are quite important. 
when it comes to dealing with your environment, dealing with different people of different backgrounds, uh, with different beliefs and all of that. And that kind of train of thought led to the concept of emotional intelligence. So kind of, as you said, the kind of capacity to understand and manage one's own and other people's emotions successfully and kind of mm -hmm. deal with people and deal with their emotions and understand how your emotions can affect others and so on and so forth. Sounds so it's it's right? purely focused on on understanding your and others' emotions, and there is um, no other social aspect in there, like well, how to effectively interact with them. Just is it just focused on emotions, or is there other other aspects to it? Well, there are, there are other aspects. Uh, we're gonna get into the the kind of four branches of emotional okay, intelligence okay, okay, okay. and kind of this hierarchy of of different. Yeah, different aspects of emotional intelligence. But yeah, I think with emotional intelligence, it is quite similar to you, the to the IQ, in mm -hmm. that there isn't a clear definition for what oh, yeah. it actually yeah. is <laughs> and what is actually to be measured. Um, but we're going to get into that. Also into so, measurement, how, how you measure it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Measuring yes, EQ yes. is EQ. quite... <laughs> quite difficult and man. the tests are quite funny actually <laughs> do that. man do, do we have do we have some questions there or like some tests yeah, to dive in yeah. that would be so interesting yeah there are some questions oh, in cool. the book man, it's quite yeah. interesting and yeah interestingly enough another factor that kind of led to let's say the discovery of emotional intelligence is that um the IQ turned out to not be such a good of an indicator for predicting job performance or educational outcome. And rather, stuff like perseverance, empathy, and the ability to control one's emotions, again, were apparently much more important. And kind of psychologists, scientists started to think, okay, maybe we're missing something. Maybe there is an aspect to intelligence, to dealing effectively with the environment, that we haven't yet measured or haven't yet thought of. And that's kind of what led to emotional intelligence and all this stuff, you know, surrounding emotions and people and dealing with them and all of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, let's, let's get maybe right into the four branches because you asked if it's only limited to like emotions and kind of understanding them and all of that. There are four those four branches are basically arranged in a hierarchy. So from yeah. the most basic aspects of emotional intelligence to the most complex complex aspects. And obviously, um, if you can manage kind of the very complex areas of emotional intelligence, you're considered of higher EQ and therefore you must be kind of dealing more effectively with the environment than other people. So okay, so first... like on one end of the spectrum, you have like your, um, your you your socially awkward weep that's sitting home all day, <laughs> and then you have like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean the basic me, right? No, um, yeah. and then then you have um, those those people in movies who can come up with um, perfectly per perfect speeches to um, how do you say to cheer up their child. <laughs> perfectly chosen word <laughs> kind of that you only like know that. from the movies yeah kind of kind of yeah. like that kind nice. of like that so yeah Let, let's dive right <laughs> into it so the four branches from again from most basic to most complex is number one perceiving emotion that's quite you know straightforward just mm -hmm. being able to kind of perceive your own emotions and you know, perceive the fact that you have emotions and that different emotions trigger different reactions and so on and so forth. So yeah. basically just being aware of the existence of emotions. And man, man, let's 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 stop right here already. Okay. Um <laughs> how okay, for me personally, I'm doing quite well here, let's say, um perceiving the emotions of others. Um I can usually hear like different undertones and blah blah but your own emotions like this introspective uh, thing um how 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 do you deal with that it's it's 
usually I, I feel like um, different if I have the choice for different options, for example, then I don't really care which which one it will be. I I, I don't feel anything. It's just more or less l logically going about the whole thing. How 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 do you get better at perceiving your own emotions? Well, or do I'm, you have from your experience? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, in I no way an expert on that because I'm struggling with that quite a lot myself, hmm. and I feel like especially over my gap year. I've kind of started to improve in that area, especially, yeah. as you said, kind of uh, introspectively um, figuring out my emotions and how to deal with them and all of that. I think, honestly, a big part for me was to train myself to be more vulnerable again, mm -hmm. you know, to not kind of block every negative emotion just because yeah. I feel like it's not working towards the goal that I have in mind. And I feel like it's kind of deviating from deviating me from my path to reaching that goal a bit. And therefore I'm kind of just ignoring it. Or as you said, I just don't care and just mm -hmm. kind of throw it to a side. And it was kind of recognizing that, okay, uh, that's not the most healthy approach. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of messing up my interpersonal relationships with with other people and i need to be more vulnerable and be okay with showing emotions yeah, yeah. and recognizing my emotions and talking about them even if i feel like it's a complete waste of time and why should anybody <laughs> care and why should i yeah, care yeah. because i still have to do the things i have to do and emotions mm. emotions for me most of the time feel like they're just in the way <laughs> honestly mm. But yeah, vulnerability is probably a big one, but also a fairly difficult one to kind of get into the habit of developing. Yeah, man, that's, I think that's, that's a good point. Um, first of all, allowing negative emotions um, and by allowing them, being able to investigating them further, like questioning yourself, where are they coming from? That's, that's a nice approach you have there. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah, I think that will. I have to. I have to do that as well um, to get better insights into myself there. And vulnerability, man. Now that you say it, it's kind of so obvious. Like, I, I also kind of had that thought that maybe, yeah, showing more vulnerability. Um, I think that's also a thing that's uh, human to be vulnerable to to show your emotion. Um, that that's that that is first of all very helpful in your social relationships because if other people see okay that guy um he has also problems to deal with he's not perfect and blah blah um they might want to interact with you more and second of all again by allowing it you probably get a grasp on it a bit more a handle on it to solve issues and blah blah absolutely mm. i yeah man that, those are nice ideas <laughs> from you <laughs> rough to you man <laughs> yeah man thanks that but, goes into um, my second brain right away <laughs> <laughs> that's good well yeah but really it's it is honestly very uncomfortable hmm. to to start doing that and it's especially uncomfortable with people that you've known for quite a long time and you yeah. have probably never been vulnerable or you know open about your emotions towards hmm. them and suddenly you ha kind of have to force yourself to do that. And you kind of have to force yourself through that initial instinct of this is very uncomfortable. This yeah. kind of yeah, hurts, yeah. to be honest. And what is this person going to think of me that I'm some weak piece of shit who can't deal yeah. with his own it's, emotions? And it's so much it's about trust, man, there. yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's a mm. journey, man. It's a journey. Yeah, usually, usually it's easier... It's easier if you open up first. I mean, yeah. You. Um, no, sorry, wrong, wrong, man. No, if the other person opens up first. You think um, so? That that yeah, that usually makes it easier because then um, that's already the topic, and then you can share your own vulnerabilities, and you'll see, okay, this is accepted in this environment right now. But it's difficult to take the first step right there in like a relationship with. Uh, someone right. yeah with, with in a relationship with 
I don't know who. <laughs> Not a love right. relationship necessarily. Um, yeah. yeah, it's difficult to get out of that small talk uh, stuff and move on, move on to some deeper topics. Yeah, absolutely. From. Yeah. Honestly, I think we, we boys, <laughs> we, the masculine species actually struggles yeah. with it a lot more than girls or women yeah yeah i feel like that it's a lot more acceptable or normalized between girls whereas between men it's kind of like i mean we we don't talk about that stuff it's just kind of always always trying to show to the other guys that you're you know strong oh and man i'm doing this and this and this and i'm so successful and, uh, <laughs> yeah kind of also kind of yeah, like that yeah yeah flexing um, a bit and yeah I mean, I, I can't really say that uh, that is true. We'd need someone of the other gender in like our <laughs> in, in our recording session right now to verify that. Um, but that's definitely the image that is um, raised by movies, uh, books, like whole culture, uh, Western cultural values. I feel like it's it's changing at the moment, um, especially recently, like um, all those different um aspects where young people tend to overthink the old structures like gender and sexuality and blah blah and i feel like it's also changing there um but i, I it's it's still it's still quite hard to do that recently i i had a conversation like this with, with a friend of mine like a more deeper conversation about self-worth and stuff and i feel like we should allow ourselves to to be more open about emotional issues. <laughs> yeah. Or, or not absolutely. even issues, like emotions in general. Um, personally, I would... like Okay, if it's not like ha happening randomly on the street and somebody is breaking out in tears <laughs> and opening up to me there, and I don't know that person, and I might think that's a weirdo, but like with everyone I know, and I know that uh, they are like a reasonable person to talk with, I, I honestly would not think um, badly about them. Because they are uh, sharing more emotions with me, especially like uh, my my guy friends, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like I feel like we we have to we have to open up them more. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Actually, um, actually, I think okay. That's that's more of my personal experience. But if someone out there is listening. Yeah. Uh, more specifically, a guy, and <laughs> is kind of struggling with that part of kind of sharing your emotions and being vulnerable and all of that. Then, if you have a, I, I don't want to say a girl in your life, but if you have someone in your life that happens to be of the feminine species, <laughs> the opposite gender or sexual, yeah, right. whatever, and. Uh, you're quite close with it, it can even be like your grandma or mom doesn't matter mm. um it's usually a good way to kind of take the first step and talk to someone you know you can trust already and where you know that that trust already exists mm. and you don't have to worry about them kind of thinking badly of you or you know telling all that stuff to other people that have no business knowing about what's going on in your life and all of that so that that's a really good start i feel like as I said, kind of girls, women have way more understanding for that than probably guys. That's, that, that has just been my experience. And that really helps to have someone you can talk to, you can mm -hmm. trust, and doesn't judge you for whatever you're expressing. Man, yeah. Yeah, um, it's a personal question right now. Um, you don't need to answer, obviously. But uh, <laughs> it seems like you have you had you had experience with that, like opening up to someone in in that extent. Already. Absolutely, man. How Absolutely. how do you how you how do you judge it? Like it's is how yeah, that's a very personal question. But how how has it changed you in that in that regard? <laughs> <laughs> um, it. I don't like to use the phrase life changing. But yeah. <laughs> it, was, like, it, it has been and still is uh, life-changing, I would say. Because mm. for a very, very, very long time, I've used this kind of 
not sharing my emotions, not caring about my emotions, mm. basically just behaving and feeling like a robot as a sort of coping mechanism yeah, to not be yeah. forced to kind of deal with my emotions and figure out what's wrong with me in certain <laughs> aspects. And especially in the gap year, I've really come to the conclusion, as again, that it isn't healthy at all. It kind of eats you up from the inside and actually sharing your emotions and the stories you have and kind of the issues you have or uh, things that bother you, things that scare you, whatever, is really therapeutical or how do you say it? Therapeutic? I don't know. It really helps. Yeah, man. It, it really, it's really helps. And wow. yeah, in that past year, I've had some people, again, girls mostly because that's kind of easier <laughs> um to easier to talk to them about that stuff who have really really helped me open up in that aspect and kind mm -hmm. of be vulnerable again talk about my emotions recognize them and not try to kind of ignore them and pretend they aren't there mm. yeah yeah, I mean, in, in German, there's the saying, I translate it like now, um, shared pain is half the pain. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And from my experience, that also seems to be true. Just having someone to listen to you and that, that already helps you to structure your thoughts so much about a topic. Um, actually telling it to someone and formulating the issue that way you can get a breath of grasp on it yeah Absolutely. man wow so many wise words coming out of you today i'm not used to it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah it's awesome. it's just me being tired man just me being tired yeah maybe from now on i yeah. i try to replicate this effect and i'm just gonna drink like a glass of wine before recording yeah. So my mind is like or i mean um with the current developments in germany we might have uh, legalized uh, cannabis soon so yes <laughs> let's make Perfect. a joe rogan podcast episode yeah man, let's I've been also invite for Elon that. Musk and, yeah <laughs> <laughs> cozy little evening <laughs> absolutely nice but all right okay we're drifting off right now if any of you listeners have a story about their personal emotions and how opening up and blah blah might have helped them we'd love you to share them with us we won't share them in the podcast if you mark it as such but it would be very interesting to hear from you and your experiences there nice right. absolutely right let's move on we've we've kind of been stuck on the first most basic aspect of the four branches of emotional intelligence well, that's, so that's that already shows is, that we're <laughs> quite bad <laughs> yeah you. yeah if you're yeah, al yeah. already struggling with the most basic one which mm. is perceiving emotion again no man just kidding but let's move on <laughs> to the second one which is using emotion and it's slightly different using emotions basically means you're just able to use your emotions to think and to communicate with others to engage with your surroundings uh, to solve problems and all of that um so basically to not be a robot and to be someone who can kind of adapt his or her emotional tone or emotional vibe or whatever, uh, depending on the person they're talking to, depending on the context and kind of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. does, that say, also, does that also include like controlling? Is that controlling your emotions to a socially acceptable in a socially acceptable way or? Um, no, use, not using yet. them in uh, culturally uh, normal ways, or how, how would you? <laughs> well, Maybe yeah, I didn't we could get say it. in we could we could say in normal ways, uh, because the part where you're kind of kind of managing your emotions that's another branch that's actually okay, the last okay, branch okay. and the most complex one. But using emotion in that case just means you can kind of communicate with others, and you know, for example, let's say someone is crying so a friend of you is crying you can just come and talk to them like you're a fucking robot and just i don't know try to you have to so show some basic sort of understanding exactly kind of kind of like that to know yeah. okay if someone is crying you're not going to come to them and tell them a joke uh, about 
I don't know, man. Hmm. I, I have no idea. Just, you're, just you're, be a I don't know. You're your pet turtle that uh, flipped yeah, over exactly. last night, and you were laughing at it. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe no. that. <laughs> can't believe that. Oh, just the very yeah. basic usage yeah. of emotions. Yeah. The really the very basic level of it. Um, mm. And I think I, don't know, I would say I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Most people yeah. probably are. Um, actually, personally, I find perceiving emotions a bit harder than just using emotion. Mm-hmm. but i mean that's that's not my my model just the yeah, model of yeah. some smart psychologist so they're probably right but man actually um i think using emotion is a bit more difficult for me as well in the sense of um enormous situations where everything goes as used to i'm, I'm completely fine with it showing that i'm happy blah blah um laughing with others or being being sad but if there are some unusual situations that i don't know how to deal with for example also if like a, a friend is crying because uh, i don't know they're okay well, let's make it an extreme example because those are unusual a friend is sad because their parents died in a car crash i don't fucking know how to deal with that <laughs> i how, how are you supposed to react to that i'm, I'm like I'm probably dealing with my own emotions there right now because um, my friend's parent died in a car crash. <laughs> right, right. That's, it's like very difficult to not appear as like a, I don't know, a, a cold uh, human being um, because I'm subject to my own thoughts right now and have to sort them first out. It's, I don't know, it's, it's yeah. It's difficult yeah, to show I, appropriate emotions there if you if you get what I'm. <laughs> absolutely, I think honestly for me I've noticed again, especially over the last year, that it really depends on the person I'm interacting with. Yeah. Because if it's someone again, I'm not used to being vulnerable, and I'm not used to be talking about emotions or offering emotional support then yeah, it's it's going to be pretty hard to kind of figure out what to do in those kind of situations. But if it's someone, let's say like my brother or like my mom or whatever, people that I'm completely open with and vulnerable mm-hmm. and all of that, uh, I have no problem just offering emotional support no matter how extreme the situation might be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm kind of, I'm quite, kind of in the middle <laughs> In that i think i can deal with most situations but it really depends on the person mm-hmm. and on the kind of relationship that has been established before all right man yeah right here. yes yeah spontaneity <laughs> must be trained <laughs> kind of which is a um conflict in itself <laughs> right yeah. i'm gonna schedule spontaneous outbursts in my calendar. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes <laughs> exactly yeah. all right man so that were the first two branches perceiving emotions and using emotions now the third one is understanding emotion and now it gets kind of a little more abstract and that's why it probably is considered more complex because in you know understanding emotions in this case means to be able to accurately label emotions in yourself and other people Mm -hmm. and to kind of recognize the differences and similarities between different emotions to kind of recognize those nuances and you know kind of be able to describe them be able to interact with Mm -hmm. those kind of situations you have to become a psychologist (laughs) (laughs) kind of (laughs) kind of feels like it but (laughs) but right that's that's already a little more abstract because i think most people really remain on a very superficial level of Mm. understanding emotion which you know which means kind of i'm either happy or sad or angry and that's it basically you know and there are so many nuances and so many different situations and which you probably don't even know the adjectives for (laughs) <laughs> exactly exactly usually emotions are kind of a mixture of a, a whole lot of different of different sub emotions let's say mm. for example maybe you feel mainly angry in that situations but you're also 
um, you're also just stressed and you're disappointed and you're also a bit sad because whatever happened happened and um, maybe you're also a bit relieved that whatever happened happened but that relief makes you feel bad makes you feel like, like a bad person so there's a little bit of guilt involved and all of that kind of oh, yeah. it gets very complex yeah. and very um, you know how is it called there are many layers to it and it's very yeah. hard to kind of recognize like an them onion. all <laughs> peeling like away on. layers <laughs> exactly um, yeah. Well, for you, how is it? Would you say you're good at kind of differentiating those nuances and recognize them, or is that something that's just completely Shit, too abstract? No, it's, it's difficult to say. I, it, it obviously depends on the situation. Um, when it comes to other people that I react uh, in uh, interact with uh, often and stuff, then I. I pretty much get right away when they're upset about anything. Um, might it be because some of my actions or um, if there's some wrong undertone in, in their writing or in, in their, in, in how they speak that, that I usually tend to get. Um, I feel like I was much better when I was younger, like observing others. And nowadays I, very much rely on other people also telling me their their issues sometimes <laughs> because I, right. I i don't get um every aspect of it like every nuance of it no that's that's not possible I, i'd say i'm more or less in in the middle of um, okay the basics sad uh, happy blah blah and a bit more maybe the the reasons for for those emotions and um yeah that that's basically how I would judge my abilities as. <laughs> that's yeah, right. What yeah, what I usually I what I'm usually very good as is man. That that's how I would describe it. Um, if it is a situation that I experienced myself, then I, then I know the symptoms of it very well. Um, how how the other person would act. Yeah. If it's if the other person deals with problems that I can absolutely not relate to or that I haven't experienced myself, then I have no clue, basically. Let's put it that way, maybe. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like just overall of the last year, again, <laughs> um, I've kind of realized how, how much empathy I can actually have. Mm. Because for a long time, I've kind of neglected it and ignored it. But I've realized that actually, even in situations where I've absolutely, you know, I've never experienced, I'm probably never going to experience, and that are just so far away from <laughs> the situation in my life, I've, I've realized that actually... dying on the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well... Yeah, even stuff like that, I feel like I'm actually better at relating to those feelings than I thought. Mm. Um, but I'm still very much in the beginning of figuring that out. And I think understanding emotions and kind of the different nuances can also be quite difficult because sometimes I'm sometimes I'm not quite sure how other people are actually re reacting to situations because I feel like I have kind of, let's say the textbook uh, graph in my head of how a situation would make someone feel most likely. But then again, people are kind of unpredictable and in, in certain situations they may act completely or they may feel mm. stuff that just, just doesn't make any sense. And I, it's really hard for me then to relate to why they're feeling what they're feeling. Let's say, for example, I don't know, man, um, okay, I remember a situation. Someone told me that they're, they they were kind of cooking in the kitchen, and their dad came along and told them, like, "Yeah, are you cooking for me too, or whatever?" Which I I would just, you know, it's just a normal question, and you know, I would just say yes or no. Mm -hmm. But that person got like really upset and angry, and uh, I just, I I was just very confused by the whole situation, mm. why that person would feel angry all of a sudden. 
because that was just a normal question. Um, but then again, and that's why I feel like I can actually understand this more than I think I can. I can understand that probably, I can understand that there are, that there are more options to what is probably happening in that person's head in that moment. Uh, maybe that person's just stressed out or a lot of stuff has happened and they kind yeah, of bottle yeah. it up and then that little innocent seeming question can kind of throw them off and start a whole um rampage you know <laughs> yeah kind of taking out uh, a knife you want to eat of my food as well <laughs> yeah got the fuck <laughs> get the fuck yeah kind out. of kind of get out those emotions that seem completely yeah. unreasonable in that moment but to that person it's just a normal emotional reaction um or maybe there's just some context i'm missing there's just a some situations I haven't seen and therefore I can't properly understand the complexity of the situation. And to me, it may be an innocent question. Maybe in that relationship between father and son, it may be something very provocative. I have no idea, you know, mm. but yeah, it's, it's difficult, but I think I'm a bit better than I think I am in that <laughs> but i'm still <laughs> learning i'm obviously still learning yeah man but we usually tend weird. to judge our abilities too high as well like 70 percent of people think that they are better than the average in driving yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well I, I know i'm i know i'm not good at driving i mean i just drive like an asshole yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't care welcome don't care to munich people will welcome yeah. you <laughs> well actually today I, I drove to the apartment oh yeah um and yeah i just noticed that i just drew i drew no, i i drove right yes. gosh english i drove like a frustrated 80 year old no that was the wrong comment right now that that's um, right I, I don't want to i don't want to create any image of women being bad drivers sorry you're gonna you're gonna get cancelled man yeah you're gonna have yeah, to do man, a post I, podcast fuck, alone the from shit now on is already around the corner <laughs> that that's obviously not what i meant man i know i know i, I think people understand yeah. hopefully um, but yeah that, I mean, those were my emotions man. No. <laughs> sure. don't trample on my emotions people <laughs> yeah i mean it may very well be that i'm overestimating my ability to understand emotions but mm. i feel like in the past i've underestimated it and now i feel like i'm kind of figuring out whether or not i'm actually good at it and how much work i need to do on that aspect yeah. i don't know man it's a journey again i don't have all the answers uh, nor do I claim to, nor do I want to, because then life is just boring. Yeah, man. Well, well said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. Um, I, I no <laughs> in that case, I, um, I, I wasn't paying attention too much to your last sentences because I was looking up philosophical definitions of emotions and blah, blah. Which we did okay. a few semesters ago, which we can also get into at sure. a later stage. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, That's no worries, man. But let's go. let's move on to the last branch, to the fourth branch of emotional intelligence, which is managing emotions, and that's where at number two, number two, I think you said that mm. um, it's kind of similar. So managing emotions just mean, yeah, it's pretty straightforward just being able to manage your own emotions being able to control yourself control your emotional reactions but also to figure out whether your emotional reaction is how would you say is appropriate in the situation mm -hmm. if it's the right decision to make in the situations to be mm -hmm. angry or if it's the right if it's the right decision to show how jealous you are or whatever it's mm -hmm. kind of really being aware being very aware of the situation and the people in it and then deciding how you're going to deal with your emotions and yeah i think that's probably where the vast majority of people struggle with the most yeah man let's 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 investigate it a bit further um 
in in philosophy like last year um we also discussed emotions a lot and feelings feelings and emotions are are maybe different different things <laughs> but let's let's assume that they are if we're for this case they're the same we could philosophically yeah take them apart as well um we what fits very well on your description right now is um kind of the model of human human thought um first of all we have um all the life that's happening around us um that we are living uh, on our own and we can we can take a certain position to to that life and happenings outside and yeah whatever we did first of all we can um cognitively think about that stuff um let's say let's say you you're writing an exam you have to write an exam soon and then you could you could think about that cognitively okay i want to get like a 1.3 at least and i have to learn still a lot for that but you could also think emotionally about that um in the sense of oh shit i i really don't like um the situation of thinking um or not no no um basically no you could feel you could feel fear of the of the whole um exam thing that's right. that's basically the first level um of that whole inner life and then on a second level you can again take a certain standpoint on the feelings on the first level you had you can think about um the goals that you have in the exam you could ask yourself okay is that 1.3 really worth it investing all my time and learning and blah blah you could also think about um okay is my fear of that exam rational i mean i'm learning a lot blah blah but you could also have feelings um uh, or emotions attached to the first level in the sense of um just thinking about the 1.3 and stuff makes you very um motivated to get into learning uh, but thinking about the fear of exams uh, makes you freak out right away at the moment feeling like you're you're mis a miserable person <laughs> and blah blah right and you and obviously you could expand that by several levels going going down and down and further down um and that's that's um probably the reason why this is such a difficult difficult area because usually we tend to live out our life and not even thinking about it that much right then there's the first level um feelings and emotions about our life and then we have to get on that second level questioning our emotions and feelings and thoughts and stuff and that's what makes managing emotions so difficult because that's exactly what uh, you should be doing thinking about how appropriate your emotions are <laughs> So you Absolutely. have to be a very, very um, intro introspective person, um, questioning yourself all the time, <laughs> daily. Have I reacted right in this situation? What could I have done better? Blah blah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Short introduction to this model of the human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man. No, it's very interesting, and I think what I I, I don't want it to get political, but <laughs> what yeah. I see in today's society but. is very much that <laughs> but yeah. uh, i see that very much people have started to no I, I i say it another way people have stopped to question themselves and their emotions especially mm -hmm. they feel like just because they're feeling something it must be true it must be the right thing to do or feel and therefore anybody who doesn't feel the same way or doesn't come to the same to the same emotional conclusions let's say yeah. has to be wrong has to be a bad person or whatever <laughs> um, get out of here <laughs> get out of here yes. i feel like yes. that's very very problematic because if you start to let your emotions control you and your reactions rather than control your that rather than you controlling your emotions yes. and being aware of them and questioning yourself and think okay is it really the proper reaction right now to punch that person in the face or is it just going to lead to a lot more damage uh, than if i just you know go out of my go out of his or her way and just go home and go to sleep and the situation is resolved you know um but granted it's very difficult and that's probably why it's the most complex branch of emotional intelligence 
because as you said, you have to be very introspective, very self-aware, and you have to be willing to confront yourself and challenge yourself and to also kind of make yourself feel stupid because of the way you've reacted or because of how a situation turned out because you weren't able to control your emotions. And that's obviously very uncomfortable, just as being vulnerable and open to people is very uncomfortable. But I feel like usually the uncomfortable things are the things that you should do. <laughs> so mm. whenever I feel uncomfortable <laughs> doing something, I usually kind of stop and ask myself, okay, is that make me uncomfortable because it's the right thing to do and I just don't like to admit it? Or, you know, or is it making me uncomfortable because it really is something that I shouldn't be doing? Um, and usually <laughs> the answer is the former. And usually it's exactly what I have to do. And it's what I kind of have to force myself a bit to do. Standing on the ledge of the airplane, waiting to jump out. <laughs> that's what he thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of an extreme example, but true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man. No, no, no. Um, that's how I do. That's that's basically how I deal with controlling my emotions as well. Um, if I notice that something's out of the ordinary happening the moment then usually it helps myself to image myself uh, like in my head think about myself taking a step back out of myself looking outside at me in that current situation right now that's very useful to question basically everything you're doing <laughs> and how you're Absolutely. feeling and maybe how you how you're planning to react right now in that situation that's just seeing yourself as another person out there somewhere in the wild <laughs> <laughs> and judging a bit about yourself there or mm. coming to conclusions about yourself just just first of all um investigating watching how, what am i doing right here man then maybe coming to conclusions yeah absolutely actually what i've also been starting to do maybe let's say also for about a year now is to kind of as you said to whenever i have problems that are very attached to emotions, let's say, um, very emotional problems. What I tend to do is I tend to imagine, okay, how or what advice would I give someone who has the exact same problems but isn't mm. me? Because usually we have a very, it's very easy for us to give advice to other people, even if their problems are very complex. We just feel like they're very easy and we can easily solve them which is a huge issue us. in con com communication <clears throat> and stuff you should never do that you should seek first to understand uh, absolutely absolutely <laughs> and true. not to give but, a new opinion and stuff but yeah but still intuitively we think that we know how to solve their problems <clears throat> and we mm. can kind of use that to our advantage and think okay if someone else was having that problem and told me that issue they're having how would i try to solve it and what yeah. advice would i give because that's usually what's most kind of pragmatic and most straightforward and usually things that we probably wouldn't admit to ourselves, but we like to, like to tell other people to do because we actually know that it's the right thing to do. And if we kind of think in that way and convince ourselves that what we avoid doing and what makes us uncomfortable oftentimes can be the exact thing that has to be done, then yeah, that is going to get very interesting. And then it's, <laughs> it's, it, it can, it can yeah, actually yeah. get fun managing your emotions because you feel in control and you know that whatever you do, it's your conscious choice to do. And it's not just some reaction that you couldn't control. Hmm. Man. Yeah. Nice ways of dealing with, with, with emotions. <laughs> I, I'd say. Making it sound like it's a bad thing, emotions and stuff. <laughs> that's that's also yeah. usually a thing, like the framing of emotions as something we should not have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We absolutely. we should function, and emotions should be suppressed. You should be logical. Um, whereas many like also thinking philosophically about it emotions and um being rational rationality they aren't as far apart as as you would think 
to be honest. Because mm-hmm. um, what usually happens, we we see something, like I, I, I describe now the process of getting to an emotion um, or having a feeling, getting having, having emotions. What usually happens, we see something out there in the world, um, some object, some person, some... Like a, a barking dog running towards us, for example, <laughs> or it might be a certain situation. Okay, um, I don't know. Romeo killed himself because Julia. Uh, he thought Julia died already. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and what usually happens is that we have our own paradigm, um, our own worldview about stuff, and according to that. Um, we have an intentional reaction and that reaction is usually our emotions so first of all we have like a more or less rational worldview of how things should be out there for example i don't know love is an imp- uh, an important uh, concept and dying for it is a very heroic uh, cause blah blah um or um, barking dogs are usually dangerous. Something with teeth is, uh, teeth is dangerous. We should co- keep away of that. And according to that, usually emotions uh, form. So they, they follow like uh, that intentional reaction. Um, that intentional reaction based on a specific paradigm that we have in our life. So mm-hmm. it's not as if um, rationality and emotions are completely separate things. That was... Uh, yeah, a very theoretical <laughs> thinking about it, and but yeah, <laughs> just as another yeah. viewpoint on emotions. No, no, very interesting. That also might give us a handle on it because emotions are based on our worldview, and we can change our worldview and make it adequate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Actually, what what. Something that you you just said reminds me of those motivational YouTubers who are like, <laughs> mindset is everything mm-hmm. and stuff. But actually, that's now that you mm-hmm. said that, it's it's kind of it's kind of part part of it. Yeah. Kind of convincing yourself of certain mindsets or paradigms, as you said, and therefore your emotions usually tend to follow. And that means yes. that you can kind yes. of, in a way, yes. um, work on your emotions by working on your mindset or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. That's that's kind of true. Um, it's kind of it's kind of that concept of brainwashing yourself a bit into thinking something, right? Yeah. Um, but Which I what really I don't what doing. I what I don't like about this concept that of thinking, yeah, mindset is everything. Just um, by thinking that I'm super motivated right now, I can pull off an all-nighter again for the third time in a row. <laughs> um, it usually very much feels wrong. It's something. So there are some um, principles out there which, with which, most of these productivity paradigms uh, or mindsets, which with which they don't align. So in the course, something feels wrong about them, and that then you might get to struggle about um, blocking every single minute in your calendar, for example. Absolutely. By the way, we're roasting calendar blocking so much in every episode. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Maybe maybe one day we're gonna we're gonna make T-shirts yeah. where it just says "duck calendar blocking." Exactly. Stuff like that. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it's true. I think that's why we tend to stress on this podcast how important it is to kind of figure out yeah how you work best and what works for you mm. and not what your favorite productivity YouTuber first of says all or what figure figure out very basic principles very universal principles that you agree with and that you want to live by with them like honesty and um, yeah. justice things like that <laughs> absolutely I'm man right okay man let's see if you have anything else in here maybe maybe one last thing because the episode's already quite Quite long long again man such a nice topic though really like it it. we we can we can absolutely do another topic another episode on kind of Mm. that emotional stuff because i feel like in our podcast we kind of lack 
we we lack emotions we have to be more <laughs> more emotional no but we can kind of talk about that more in depth maybe also more from a philosophical point of view although ha haven't we done that that might from very well be tr true i have no idea so many episodes oh, man. already man that's true <laughs> over 40 not yeah. bad yeah um maybe one one last <laughs> promotion yeah maybe <laughs> maybe one last thing to remember about emotional intelligence um is that to this day it's quite unclear whether eq is just an ability or a personality trait or an actual learnable skill or all of the above you know a combination of all of yeah, them yeah. and well the thing is and where i've kind of brainwashed myself <laughs> is that I tend to believe that everything is a skill to some extent. Obviously, oh, if you're talking about... I like that mindset. I also, I also have it, more or less. You know? But obviously, if it comes to kind of your IQ, you can kind of improve, uh, you know, how fast you solve math equations or whatever, but uh, there's a limit to how much you can actually improve IQ. Mm. But with EQ, I very much feel like, because it's very much like kind of social skills and empathy and trying to understand other people and trying to understand yourself, which is definitely something that you can work on um, yeah. alone or with other people or a therapist or whatever. So I very much feel like it's a skill, but it's also something that some people kind of have more ingrained into their personality. Some people are just naturally better at it. Yeah. Um, some are worse at it. Some have to kind of put in more work to be a good communicator and to be good at understanding other people. Mm. Um, some people just have that inherently from the moment they're born and they just kind of, people just gravitate towards them and they love to interact in social settings and stuff like that. But I very much feel like most things that I said are learnable to some extent. Yeah. And I don't like to kind of put limits on myself and kind of use the excuse of, of yeah it's just either you have it or you don't and if you don't have it then that's mm -hmm. it you know there's nothing you can do about it i don't like that mindset so i kind of <laughs> brainwashed myself the other way no yeah first of all i very much agree with that statement at least from my personal experience that pretty much everything is learnable there's the saying that spend 10 years uh, on a certain uh, skill or project and stuff and you will master it more or less um, I'd say that also holds true for IQ actually and EQ. The, the only problem is that, man, basically everybody, uh, with the exception of some uh, questionable individuals, basically <laughs> everyone has spent their 10 or 20 or 30 years into training their um, cognitive abilities as well as their emotional abilities by exposing themselves to it because that's part of our human life of what we are we have families we have school um, that's why basically everyone is an expert in more or less in emotional stuff more than others um, compared for example to a machine uh, an ai that has no experience with it at all because it didn't grow up with that so to speak and that that's why it's hard to hard to be especially good in it because everyone is already more or less an expert in it <laughs> and yeah. to stand out you need maybe the genetics that also also play a role and yeah but as Absolutely. with every skill in my opinion it's with enough exposure uh you can improve <laughs> as a bad Absolutely. example like all those uh all those pickup youtube channels out there <laughs> I mean, oh those guys God. basically what they did is exposing themselves for <laughs> several months to picking up random people on the street yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah that, that sounds weird i mean they weren't like born talents with picking them, up right? random picking up random people yeah. <laughs> it's going up hey i mean you can bet you cannot that good argue that okay that's genetically like what i am man i was born for this no they yeah, they right. basically subjected themselves to the social experiment of i don't know <laughs> yeah. i was born it. to pick up chicks on the street yeah. and to pay them afterwards because they would never go out with me yeah. unless yeah. i pay them no just kidding but yeah i get what you mean most things are learnable hmm. and don't put limits on yourself i think that's a nice way 
turned this episode. Well, limit yourself to some extent. <laughs> Dude, some drugs, <laughs> <Seriously>? for example. <laughs> I like don't Sorry limit for yourself. ruining your life. And you're like, but and you're like yeah, but yeah, kind of limit yourself. <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes no, it's man. enough when it comes to drugs. When it's okay, to sure. Annoying, I'm not, like Yassin, right? No. Dude, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying try everything and go overboard with drugs and alcohol. I'm just saying that, you know, if you don't think, put limits on you, but live within reasonable boundaries. Oh God, <laughs> it's boring. But try to Nobody extend those that. boundaries. <laughs> All right. <laughs> compromise. Compromise. What an episode, okay. man. Very nice. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Thanks, man. Enjoyed it too. And I hope you guys out there at home or in the subway or in the bus enjoyed it as well. If so, leave a review. Share it with your friends, with your family, with your pets or whatever. And hopefully see you next week. Bye-bye.